I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, an investment advisory practice. I've been an advisor for nearly 30 years, and one of the questions I get asked most frequently is, do I have enough money relative to other people my age? And while that's an interesting question, it's also the wrong question. The right question is, is do you have enough money to sustain your lifestyle for the rest of your life? This is a question you should know the answer to. This is what we do. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our Big Proud American Eagle logo. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. So we're lucky to have Vince Sabin, who is was the head of the Take Our Border Back convoy, which went down to Texas and around Eagle Pass and to other parts thereof. Vince, thanks for coming on, man. You're actually driving home to Massachusetts, I understand. You're welcome. Anytime. So can you give us an, an overview of uh, what you think the convoy accomplished? Um, I think it accomplished a showing of Americans from all over the country standing together um, and standing with Texas and coming together with prayer and, and, and God and showing support for our country that we are here we're, we're not we're not just hiding you know our we're uh, the people of this country are concerned about what's going on and what's happening into our, in our country and uh my hope is at this point that we we started a spark and um we can continue to do things and make it even bigger and get the word out even even more places uh you know there was a lot of people out there that we passed on the roads that weren't able to come, so we're trying to figure out a way to bring it to them. So that's great. So that definitely needs to happen. But how many people do you think, or how many vehicles were in the convoy, do you think? <laughs> I started out with probably 20 or 30 in Virginia, and our estimate when we reached Clamato, we were approximately six miles long. Wow. So you, you went to Eagle, you drove, you didn't go to Eagle Pass, you went past it and went to another place, I understand, which was a, a woman who had a, a camp for my uh, children, is that correct? Yeah, it was the children, it's a, a Christian ranch for children, um, that the, the, it was completely devastated with COVID, um, and they almost lost it, but I guess, and, uh, so we, that's where we went, which was 18 miles west of Eagle Pass in Clamato. 
And what's the name of that camp? How can people, if they're listening, how can they help that camp? Is there a website or anything? Um, I'm not aware of a website. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I, you know, I had so much going on in my brain. The exact name of the camp I should have right on the tip of my tongue. And I don't right at the moment. Um, that's, that's all right. We'll get it. Children's Ranch in Clamato. We'll get it and in post And they do need help. Uh, okay. I guess they're, uh, the immigrants that have snuck across the border had broken to their warehouse and taken all their food. Um, so, you know, they're, they're really trying to rebuild so that they can get the ranch back up and going for the kids. We'll make sure people know what that was or the name was. Did you face any pressure from any of the feds or any kind of law enforcement or any other groups while you were on in the convoy? Exactly the opposite. Um, all the law enforcement that we dealt with were just absolutely wonderful. Um, helping guide traffic. We were escorted a few times by them to get us through the towns, uh, through uh, Columbia, Hondo, Uvalde, and all the way down. Um, and those towns... I think the whole towns came out and got on the street to support us as we went by. Uvalde was amazing. It was like both sides of the street all the way down through the, through the center of town. Uh, that's amazing. So have you heard anything about what's going on at Eagle Pass? I mean, we're hearing a lot that they've kind of shut that down, but uh, you go a half mile in either direction and it's still coming full on strong. Have you heard anything like that? <laughs> Well, what I have heard is um, Eagle Pass is shut, was shut down. And, of course, we were in Clamato, which is 18 miles west. And I guess as, as we were leaving on Sunday morning, there was about 50 illegals that crossed the, uh, the Rio Grande and were walking up a dirt road right between Eagle Pass and Comado, about 10 miles west. Um, and we, we had, one of our streamers caught it and caught them walking down the road. When they hit 277, of course, by, by the time they got to 277, Border Patrol was there to uh, detain them. So, yeah, that, give... that's, that's just essentially catch and release, right? I mean, they're, they detain them and then let them go. Uh, by that time, I I was already on the road, so I don't know what they how they handled that. Yeah, but I do know that they they were detained by when they hit uh, 277. They were probably at that point transported to the processing center and released. Yeah. yeah. The sad part about that is at the end. Um, I watched the video of them coming of them walking down this road. And the, at the end of that group of people with three children looking to be like a 13-year-old boy with his younger brother and younger sister. And they had no parents, nobody with them. They were all alone. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's a heartbreaking situation. What do we do about that? I understand, you know, everybody has a right to uh, a better life. 
it's just the way they're doing it and coming in is is what's wrong and we got the cartels making billions of dollars of transporting these people um the streamer that streamed that talked to a guy and he said that uh it was $3,500 a head and $2,500 a head for the kids to the cartel and coyotes to get them across the border. Yeah. So what do you so want they, uh, America to know about this whole situation before we let you go here? What, what should people know? We're in God's hands. Follow God and stand up for our country. You know, we can all sit at home and say, oh, I'm ready. If something goes on, I'm ready. I've got my guns. I've got my supplies. But you can do that alone. But you're a lot stronger if you come out and stand up with everybody. That was what we were trying to show. Stand together. Stand together under God with the power of prayer, armed with the power of God, and and show them that we're not just an individual. Um, the greatest thing that the people of this country can do is stand together and unite. Not, you know, it. I guess it's really good that everybody's at home, you know, already, and they have their guns if they need it and everything else. But if I can try and put it a simple way, um, think of the settlers and Paul Revere in the dock starting the ride out of, from Bunker Hill out there in, in Boston. If the people didn't get together and communicate and stand together, when that guy went riding by with a lantern, they would have no idea what it was about. But because the, those patriots stood together, communicated, went to, went to the, the meetings and the events that were going on, they knew what that signal was. So when the time came, they knew where to go. They knew where to stand up and where they had to fight. And they fought for this country and got us this country. And it's got to be the same way. You know? Yeah. It's got to be the same way. People need to get together. They, they can protect their neighborhood or whatever, but when that signal comes, we need, where, we need to know where to go. We need to know where to stand, who our general is, who, who's going to lead us into the fight. And if you're sitting home and not going to these events as they come through your area, you're not going to know where to go. You're not going to know you're going to stay in your house. And... What are, they, what are they saying? They got 25,000 military age Chinese nationalists in this country now, right now that came across that border. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying this is, this is what's going on, but let me ask you, Chris, how easy is it to get a gun in the United States? Pretty easy. Okay. How much land have the Chinese bought in the United States? A lot. <laughs> so now the Chinese have a lot of bit land. I'm just using this as an example. Have a lot of land in the United States. It's not hard to buy guns in the United States. So 
if they bought this land and for the five past five years they have people buying guns all over the country and stockpiling them on this land, now we have 25,000 military-age Chinese nationals in our country, and they put out the word. Now, they're organized because they've been organizing this. They've been putting this together. We're not organized. We're spread out. The word's still getting out. People are still waking up. But they're organized, and they put the word out. Now, all these Chinese nationals go to the whatever piece of land that they were supposed to, and they pick up their guns. And then they all go to one spot. And now we have an army of 25,000 Chinese nationals sitting in the middle of our country that have, are set to, to put a, a front line. We don't. Our people are spread. We don't communicate. How would we react to that? Are you going to sit in your house? Say, say, they, say they put that front line in Oklahoma City. Are you going to sit in your house? in Virginia or, or South Carolina or Massachusetts or New Hampshire and wait for that for them to march across country? Or are you going to know where to go and who to follow? Just an example, you know. I got the last question. Could that happen? Oh, who yeah, it, it sure could happen. There's not just 25,000, but 10 million fighting age men. So mm -hmm. the question I have for you before we close here is when we're going to wake up Massachusetts, you're going back to near Boston, right? Yeah. And I'm working on it. I have a podcast <laughs> on Thursday night and I think I've got uh, like 12 or 14 newspaper interviews I'm supposed to do when I get back. Um, but, you know, all we can do is get the word out and wake it up, wake it up and put pressure on this administration to literally shut down the border. If it means bringing in the National Guard on that border, if it means bringing in the U.S. military and literally blocking it, stop, you're not coming into our country. I'm not saying shoot them as they come across, but, you know, maybe a couple of gunshots into the air might do something to back them up a little bit. That border needs to be stopped. And... This bill that they have on there that they're getting ready to vote on at 6 o'clock tonight in Congress, which Congress says it's dead on arrival, but it's going through the Senate. That bill is going to allow 5,000 more people every day, and then they say they can shut the border. But they also put in ways to, oh, we'll shut the border, but it's not really closed. If you yeah. really look at that at this bill... They're, they've got they got ways around it. They built loop, loopholes into it so that, yeah, 5,000 people and we're going to shut the border down. But we can let another 2,000 in down the street type loophole. That can't happen. This needs to close, stop, nobody in, no one, unless they are completely vetted and we know exactly who we're letting into our country. And it, we need that wall from one end of the border to the other. And until we do, we need military or National Guard patrolling that border into one end to the other and stop the flow. And then we need to go back at the people that are here and start vetting them properly and getting them, sending them back home. My Vince, thanks, 
yeah, I, I think yours and a lot of others. So uh, thank you for your time, Vince. Uh, you're welcome. Anytime you just you want to, you can reach out to me anytime you need to or you'd like to. All right, Vince. Take care, man. Drive safe. All Cheers. right. You have a blessed. You have a blessed day. Bye. Bye.